0: Women ask why they can't find nice men. But one expert says patterns of behavior and modern dating trends might be the real problem. With more, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn?
1: Thanks, Chris. Ladies, are relationship patterns keeping you from finding Mr. Right? Despite the truism, Dr. Debbie Maggot says that all the good ones aren't taken. Dr. Debbie, why do people tend to fall into the same patterns when dating? Always getting involved with an unavailable person or a manipulative person?
2: Yeah, here's the thing. None of us can bypass this, and this is even true for people who get married or don't have trouble in relationships. Everything comes from our childhood. Everything is part of our backstory. What was our parents' relationship like? How did we get along with our parents? And so we all have a set of blueprints in us, and the problem in the singles population, and I call them the dissatisfied singles, is that there's something unknowingly sabotaging their ability to get connected to men who are available.
1: So a woman, say, that had a, quote-unquote, special relationship with her father, she was daddy's little princess, is going to have difficulties relating to that relationship with any man she encounters? Well,
2: here's how it works. You know, we all aspire to have really close relationships with a father, let's say for the girl, daddy's little girl. But sometimes there's an over-closeness or an over-dependence on, and sometimes it's actually in the way of being available yourself. People don't want to believe, they said, I have a great relationship with my mother, I have a great relationship. Maybe you do, but there's something that you're too attached there that you're not really freed up. If you're married to your mother or father emotionally, then you're not really freed up for a person wholeheartedly to meet available men. And... We're so used to pointing our fingers outside of ourselves. All the men aren't committable, everyone has intimacy issues, and what I'm trying to get women to understand is that if they're attracting to them men who will not commit, it's their commitment issue. And they need to start looking at, you know, are you overly close to one of your parents, overly dependent on, are they overly dependent on you? Do you need their approval too much? Because sometimes these very close relationships are in our way versus helping us to move on to a better relationship.
1: What about women who are so immersed in their careers or claim to be so or their families that they really don't have time for dating?
2: Yeah, that's a big red herring, you know, and the red herrings are the the legitimate excuses that sound like good reasons, because for every career-oriented person, there's 10 of them out there that have happy relationships. You know, one is not in lieu of the other. You know, we get to have both. So, you know, I think what happens for a lot of women is instead of admitting that they're really feeling sad or in pain about the fact that they don't have relationships, or they don't want to admit that maybe there is part of them that's sabotaging, they can come up with a lot of good excuses, but that keeps them alone. So I'm trying to help people get rid of their red herrings and get rid of the excuses and really start looking at that they're the constant in their love life. So if it keeps going wrong and we all know our pattern, then we need to start taking a look at what we're doing to sabotage it instead of blaming it on other things.
1: Single women, let's just say of a certain age, Mm -hmm. seem to have less of an available dating pool. The conventional wisdom is that men their age are only looking for younger women. Is that something you found to be true?
2: I don't. I don't find this to be true. I understand, you know, there are lots of studies, but I think that's another red herring. Listen, you probably know of these women, too. There are some women who keep finding love. They'll get married. If it doesn't work out, they'll get divorced. They'll get married again very quickly. Even widowed people get married again. And then there's this whole pool of single people who never can get it right. So I think it's really yet another excuse. To not look at how come I can't seem to find someone, but my 42-year-old counterpart can. I do think it's an excuse. It's all a red herring.
1: And I know you write about changing behavior, even if it hurts to do it, and and you have to pretend that things are other than what they are. The act
2: as if. Yeah. You know what? We all are in a comfort zone. Even if it doesn't really feel good, it's safe. You know, we're very fear-based. So we stay doing the same old, same old because it's a lot safer than change. So uh, I tell people, act as if, if you make one new change today, Some old feelings will surface, self-awareness works more quickly so we can figure out what's going on, and if you take one new step, things start to change, even if it feels bad, even if it feels frightening, because if you don't take a new step, then you're in the same pattern for the rest of your life, and it's not working so well for people.
1: We've been talking with Dr. Debbie Magids, author of All the Good Ones Aren't Taken. Thank you so much for being with us today on InfoTrack. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack.
0: We're proud to bring you InfoTrack every week at this same time, and we hope you enjoy the show. To learn more about this or previous InfoTrack shows and guests, visit us online at TalkZone.com. The people behind InfoTrack include executive producer Randy Meyer, reporters Taryn McCall and Roy Mackey, engineer Robert Sark, and our announcer Charlie Van Dyke. Internet services by Pair.com. I'm Chris Whitting. We'll see you next week right here for another edition of InfoTrack.